0: Welcome into Trifecta Soccer Talk. I am your host, Tanner Ribello. Today I'll be talking about the New England Revolution's 3-0 win over Pumas in the quarterfinals of the 2022 CONCACAF Champions League at Leg 1 at Gillette Stadium. This match took place on Wednesday. It was an 8 o'clock kick. I'm recording this at 11.30 at night and it's probably posting sometime early Thursday morning. Um, This was a snow match. Uh, It was 32 degrees at kickoff. Snow was falling. There was snow on the field. Um, At some point throughout the first half, they actually had um, workers at the stadium with shovels run out to the half line and cleared off as the players were in the attacking third. Um, So snow was a factor throughout this game. It was was incredibly difficult for players, uh, both for the Revolution and for Pumas, Obviously, for the Revolution, they train in this weather pretty regularly, but for Pumas coming up from Mexico, it certainly was a uh, a climate shock for them. And, and to be honest, Pumas didn't show up in this game. There was a couple moments where um, they had some danger in the attacking third, uh, but for the most part, this game was all revolution. Um, the scoreline was 3 to nothing, but the unreality, I could have seen this Revolution team scoring 6-7 goals um, they were there for the taking, and uh, Pumas didn't really put much of an effort up. Um, so that that really was kind of surprising, you know, when you're talking about a Liga MX team, and this is a Pumas team that's been respectable in Liga MX. Yes, they're 8th in the table. They had a plus-5 goal differential, though, which was 3rd in Liga MX, 3-8 matches. So you expected the team to at least show up. Um, yeah, it was a tough atmosphere. It's never easy to play on turf in the snow at Gillette Stadium, especially for a road team that's not used to do it. But... The fact is Puma didn't show up in this match. So we're going to hear from Revolution's Sporting Director and Head Coach Bruce Arena on his thoughts on how the match played out. Very important. This is a 180-minute game, basically. And uh, uh, away goals count. I think CONCACAF is about a year behind the rest of the world uh, with this stuff. So uh, away goals count in this competition. So it was important to score goals as well as not concede any. So we can go to... Mexico City with a little bit of a cushion, but it's not going to be easy. So, New England's first goal uh, was scored by Sebastian LeJet. The play was started off with Dewan Jones winning a header, directing it to Gustavo Bowe. Uh Jones made a far side run. Bo played the ball to him, and then Dewan Jones found Carlos Hill inside of the box, and then he laid it up to Sebastian LeJet, who finished it off. I think what's impressed me is Sebastian Legette is just his clinical finish and his decisiveness when it comes to shooting. Um, he sort of picks his moments, and, you know, you, you can tell he's a smart player and he's a lot of quality, and it, when he has his opportunity, he takes the shot. You know, he really goes with the first touch, and, and he commits to it, and I think that's important, and I think that's something, honestly, Adam Busa could probably learn and Gustavo Bo, because I feel like those players in this match um, were a little indecisive and were taking a little bit too much time instead of just sort of getting that quick shot off. Um, so I was impressed with Sebastian Legette once again. And now Sebastian Legette has two goals with the Revolution, one in Major League Soccer, and then the one in Concacaf Champions League against Pumas. The other two goals of the match was scored by Adam Buxa. Uh, the first goal for Buxa, you can tell it a lot to him. Um, huge celebration. Carlos Hill put an excellent ball over the top to Buxa. Buxa took an initial shot, was deflected, he got the rebound. Weird angle, first touched it. Towards the uh, near post, uh, deflected off the post and into the back of the net. Um, and then he scored in the second minute of stoppage time. Another ball by Carlos Heel. Uh, Carlos Heel was directly involved with all three goals. He had two assists on the night. Heel played a ball um, on the ground to Buxa. Buxa, you know, took a shot and and it, it went in uh, to make it three nothing Revolution. And you know, really going into leg two with a three nothing aggregate score is huge for the Revolution. Um, you know The fact that they also were able to hold Pumas scoreless means that if the Revolution score one goal at Pumas, they would have the away goal tiebreaker. Um, so if it got to that point, let's say it's a 4-1 to scoreline, um, technically you'd be tied on aggregate goal, but the fact that the Res would have had that 1 would mean that they would actually win um, this quarterfinal. In fact, Pumas actually beat Saprissa 4-1 to at home in the round of 16. That's why I bring up that 4-1 to scoreline. Pumas, you have to imagine, is going to show up next Wednesday. Um, they're going to be in front of their home fans. They're going to be in an environment that they're used to. They're going to be playing at altitude. It's going to be hot. It's going to be humid. It's going to be a tough place for the Revolution to play and get a result out of. So the fact that you can go down there 3 nothing, you can essentially park the bus of either revolution. You maybe go 3 at center back, and, and you really play ultra-conservative. Um, you don't, it, It's tough, right, for an approach, but I think if you're the revs, you can go down there and just basically say, well, we're not going to let your score. It's going to be very difficult to score. We're going to make it compact. We're going to make the game very tough. Um, maybe you get something on the counter, but if you're the revolution, you're okay losing 1-0, 2-0 down there. Um, that's perfectly acceptable. Uh, it, it will be interesting to see how they approach it. I think talking about the Saturday match against Real Salt Lake in Major League Soccer, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of rotation. In fact, I'd be shocked if any of the starters in this match played. Maybe you see Arna um get in that match, but I'd be shocked to see uh, a choice starting eleven against Real Salt Lake in Major League Soccer because I'd imagine the Revolutionary would want to put themselves in the best position for leg two at Pumas, because this competition really does mean a lot. It feels like the Revolution have the team that could potentially be the first major league soccer team to win this competition. So um, it was a huge win at Gillette Stadium. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of fans there, but you know, it was snowing. They won 3-0. Um, and arguably, this is the biggest fr- win in this franchise in a very long time. Um, no, this was a big game for them. It, it was a must-win game, and not just must-win, Win in style. That's what I said coming into this match. They need to win with style. And that's exactly what they did. You know, 3 0, that's a huge win for this team. Um, you know, and I think it proves to, you know, the rest of the the Revolution are a serious team and they have quality. Uh, and you saw that. You know, Dewan Jones might have been the best player on the field. Uh, he, he was running over Kumas. They had no answer for him. Uh, Dewan Jones, 89% pass uh, completion percentage, that was the highest amongst Revolution starters the one looked very, very good, um, and it sort of continues his case that that only he should be part of the United States men's national team conversation, one zone should be a transfer target this summer. Um, it'll be interesting to see if that ends up coming to fruition, but I think, you know, based on his level of play and his quality, I'd be shocked if the Revolution don't field offers on him uh, from Europe. He is under contract, to sign a contract extension, so certainly they'd have to get a pretty hefty offer to move him, but... The way he's playing, you can tell that DeWan Jones is uh, meant for bigger things in Major League Soccer. Uh, not saying MLS is low well level, but you know, certainly a great game for DeWan. Another player I thought that a really good game is Earl Edwards Jr. in net. He had three saves. His save in the 71st minute, um, arguably saved the game for the Revolution. They were only up one nil at the time. Uh, he made the initial save on a header. Um, gave a pretty big rebound, came off his chest, then saved the uh, the secondary effort there. Ended up picking the ball and throwing like a 30-yard dart with his arm on a crow hop, um, which was actually pretty impressive. But that save in the 71st minute was huge because it kept Revolution ahead 1-0. And then on top of that, a minute later, Adam Buchs scored in the 72nd minute to make it 2-0. So that 71st minute save very well was the match for the Revolution. Yeah, it was a 3-0 scoreline. But in that moment, if Earl Edwards wasn't on his game and conceded a goal right there, you're talking about 1-1, who knows what would have happened after that. Maybe the Revolution found another goal, but that save, to me, was the match. Now he saved the game for the team. And I'm looking at Earl Edwards now, and I know before the season I said that I I thought he was going to be a prime candidate to start uh, once Matt Turner departs for Arsenal in the summer. And now I'm thinking this is his job to lose uh, when Matt Turner departs. Um, Earl Edwards Jr. is playing incredibly well. And when I first learned that Matt Turner wasn't going to be able to play Champions League for the quarterfinals, you know, I was concerned for the Revolution. Obviously, you know Matt Turner's quality, but Earl Edwards Jr. has been very good. He stepped up, um, you know, had a couple of sketchy moments with his feet. Not the strongest goalkeeper with his feet. Um, maybe the snow played a factor into one of the pretty weird moments that he had. But, you know, ultimately, uh, he's certainly impressed. Um, he's taken the opportunity he's been given, and he's done the most with it. Uh, and pick up a clean sheet in concat Champions League. It's pretty impressive against a Liga MX team um, for all Edwards Jr. You know, talked a lot about good things uh, for the Revolution in this game, but you know, there are certainly some negatives, I would say. Uh, Gustavo Bo, I thought, for the most part, uh, Gustavo was fine, um, but 51.6% pass completion um, seemed to be a little slow in decision-making at times, but You know, he did get some shots off. um, Almost had a couple of goals, if we're being honest, for Gustavo. So I would like to see more from him. (laughs) I think we need to see Gustavo find the back of the net at some point. Um, You know, the fact that Revolution just re-upped him on a DP deal uh, to keep him in New England for the free future this offseason, you'd like to see him come through. But, you know, with a player of his quality, he's going to find it eventually. And he was pretty close. He had one off the crossbar that knocked off the snow. So, you know, I'm kind of nitpicking here. Um, Omar Gonzalez, another one I'll nitpick. Uh, Omar got torched on a play in the first half. Um, you know, attacking player kind of blew right by him. It, player ended up taking like a shot like 30 yards out. Um, just bizarre shot, low percentage shot. Um, really no chance to get past Earl Edwards Jr. Uh, but that was one of the prime scoring chances of the night for Pumas. Uh, one of that would save three that they had. So that was caused by Omar Gonzalez, and also that he's a weird first reaction to pass back. And um, there's one situation where he took a ball, it was an attacking half, someone passed back to him, and then he ran about 30 yards back towards O'Net. A uh, little concerning because you can have an errant pass there, it gets intercepted, there's the break, right? Or you pass back through Edward Edwards, who isn't as strong as his feet. Um, so, so in that situation, yeah, I don't know why you'd run back 30 yards towards your own goal with the ball. Um, just a bit odd. But veteran player him the benefit of the doubt, and I think Omar Gonzalez has been okay with the Revolution so far. Didn't think he was going to play as many Games as he has, obviously Andrew Kessler's injury kind of caused that, but I thought he's been okay. There's been some scary moments, but um, thirty-three year old sort of slow defender who was on a Toronto team last year that conceded you know the most amount of goals in Major League Soccer, so wasn't really sure what to expect out of him, and I think he's been okay given that fact. Obviously there was snow. This is a snow game. It Wouldn't be concaf if there wasn't some craziness. We're gonna hear from Revolution midfielder Carlos Heal on playing in the snow, some of the challenges it presented. Difficult, too so difficult. Uh, I never had that uh, that type of game. But yeah, we we know that it's, it's, it was hard for for both teams. So we tried to to play yeah to to, to play easy uh, in the defense and try to to keep the space behind the defense. Uh, many crosses, you know. And I think we we did a very good job, and in the second half also. Uh, Without the snow, better. That's it here for Tri-Factor Soccer Talk. Uh, I've been here with Tanner Rebel. We'll be back previewing Revolution versus Real Salt Lake, which will take place this Saturday at 7.30 at Gillette Stadium. Uh, we'll be recapping that on Sunday. And then we'll be previewing at some point early next week, Revolution versus Pumas in leg two, the CONCAF Champions League quarterfinals. Um, so, a lot to come, a lot, a lot of news. The recap will be up on trifecta network sports.com for this match. Make sure to follow, subscribe, share, like. Follow me on Twitter at Tanner Abello. As always, thank you for watching.